Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're staging a debate on how long your resume should be. Should it be one page? Who knows? We are live here in Austin, Texas. At our Austin Job Seekers Meetup, we have every third Tuesday of the month. We have a bunch of job seekers in the room watching with such an exciting energy. Why are we having a debate? Simply put, resume length is such a contentious topic and there is so much conflicting advice on this matter. Some say your resume should be a page. Some Some say it should be longer. I say let's stage a debate and let the listeners decide for themselves what to believe. Because at the end of the day here, my goal is to present to job seekers two different sides of the coin and let them to decide based on the rationale. Today, I've brought in two of the best people I can find with opposing opinions. Marin Roberts Huntley is a career expert and founder of Made to Hire, a company focused on helping professionals get what they want in their careers. Professionals call Marin their secret weapon. Marin has worked for a bunch of brands, including Nike, Adidas, and Major League Soccer. Lisa Novak is the head of talent at Data.World. She is an HR rock star with a history of driving growth in company culture, talent management, and workforce growth, even helping her company to land on a list of best places to work in Austin. We have a lot to cover in such little time, so let's launch right into it with our 119th episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. (laughs) Okay, so... First of all, uh, Lisa and Marin, thank you so much for making time to do this debate. You both are very brave women. I just want to hear a little bit about both of you. Um, how have you dealt with resumes in the past and other job search materials? And feel free to draw in what you currently do at work. Let's start with Marin. So thank you, Chris, for having me. I'm excited, excited to be here and work with your group in Austin and be on the podcast. So I have worked in business for 20 years and have been career coaching for about 10 years. And what I do with my company, Made to Hire, is I work with people, everyone from students and entry-level job seekers, all the way through to career veterans, people with 20 or 30-year careers. And my real expertise is getting people hired. And your resume is one of the many tools that you need in order to ultimately land the job that you want. And and I consider myself, like you said, Chris, a secret weapon in that journey, somebody who has a lot of experience getting people hired. And so I'm excited to share uh, share that here on the podcast. Awesome. Lovely intro. Thank you, Marin. And Lisa. Hi. Yeah, sorry. I'm a big black blob. (laughs) (laughs) Slightly more attractive than that in real life. Um, I have been in recruiting and hiring for over 25 years now. I've represented companies as an executive recruiter. I've represented candidates as the owner of a resume writing and outplacement company. Um, But most of my career has been running HR for technology companies, um, primarily in Austin and primarily startup tech companies. Uh, And so, you know, take that with with the value that it has. I would say my, with that, it might be a little bit different in that my focus is um, certainly in, in that area and, uh, and with that perspective. Thank you so much, Lisa. So we'll bring it back to Mirren real quick before we start the official part of the debate. 
I'll ask the question, what is the purpose of the resume and how do I write a resume that will eventually get me hired? Great question. Yeah, so Chris, your resume is really your chance to tell your story, but it's your chance to tell your story in a way that aligns with the specific position that you're applying for. So it's important that you not view it as a blanket resume to use for any, any position. And, you know, I, I talk a lot in my book about um, how to make a great resume. And, and, you know, I have a couple points, I think, maybe that'll help us with this discussion that I want to throw out there right out of the gates on, on, on things to do in a resume that will help you get hired. You're not going to be surprised to hear me say that my first point is it needs to be one page. And I know we're going to talk a lot more about that. Um, oh, we will. Yes. Um, and my, ne- my next point really is that you need to make it easy for the recruiter or the hiring manager to get you. And, and by get you, I mean, they need to understand what you're all about. Don't make them do the work by having to read through multiple pages or overly lengthy bullet points, long descriptions. And one of the best ways that they can get you is if you have a concise resume, again, that's tailored to the job, And if you use an overview statement near the top of your resume that talks about your background in one sentence and talks about what you're looking for in a second sentence. Thank you, Mary. Uh, It's going to be hard for me not to chime in here. I'm trying to be as, uh, what's the word for it? Diplomatic. Yeah, objective. Yeah, thank you. Objective as possible as the moderator. But um, thank you for your insights. Lisa, what is the purpose of a resume and how do I write one that will eventually get me hired? Well, I, I think Marin said the, the purpose pretty well. Your resume is, is your marketing tool. I, I need to know when I'm looking at your resume, I need to understand what you're good at and how you're good at that. Um, I want stories, just like she said, or statistics to guide me through that. Um, and I need you to stand out for my role also, as she mentioned, in a sea of really awesome candidates. And sometimes that does take more than one page to tell me your story. Fantastic, thank you. All right, so the debate on the affirmative side, Marin Roberts Huntley supports the argument that your resume should almost always be one page. And I say almost always because even you, Marin, right, you would agree that there are some times when a resume should be longer than one page. But you still believe that 99% of resumes should be one page, correct? Yes. Now, on the opposing side, Lisa Novak, you oppose the resolution claiming that resumes should be as long as they need to be. If someone has less experience, they should have a one-pager. But as work experience grows, so should the resume. Like Marin, you almost absolute, you would most likely hate to see a three-pager, but you would also advise planning to have a two-page resume. Is that correct? Yeah, I wouldn't say there's, there's any reason to go into the third page, but the difference between a page, a page and a half, and two pages is my willingness to scroll. You keep telling an interesting story, and I'll continue. Okay, well, we have a debate here. That'd be really awkward if you both agreed to this, and we just were <laughs> waiting. Uh, fantastic. So let's kick things off. I'll have both of you give your opening statements, and for your opening statements, um, I'll have to cut you off at five minutes. Where's my handy dandy timer? Here it is, iPhone. Um, and you don't need to use the whole five minutes. Um, do we have a do we have like a coin that somebody happens to have? I'm gonna flip a coin to decide who starts. Perfect. I intentionally didn't bring a coin for audience engagement purposes. All right. Okay, so we're gonna flip a coin to decide who gets to kick off the debate, and then we're gonna go with our opening statements. In the opening statement, just state your position and why you believe it. It's as simple as that. Drama. <laughs> All right, 
let's do this again because that was my first coin toss ever. <laughs> uh, that's awkward. All right, so Marin, uh, you're gonna choose what you want to do. Is it heads or tails? It's heads. Okay, and Lisa, your tails. Yeah, it was tails. Lisa. Actually, Marin, you get to decide. That's how these things work. Do you want to go first or second? Oh, yeah, I want to go first. That, that was my first coin toss. I did on a scale of 1 to 10. I feel like that was like a 3, but, you know. Um, okay, perfect. Marin, you get the selection. You get to go first. What's your opening statement, and why do you believe it? So before I give my opening statement, I need to preface everything I'm about to say by saying I was not on the debate team in high school. So I'm, I'm gonna do my best here to, uh, to debate. Um, I do feel very strongly about the fact that 99% of resumes should be one page. And we can certainly talk later about that 1%, I think that would fall into the exception because I, I do feel very strongly about this. So um, my, my argument is um, really threefold. I have three very convincing reasons why your resume should be one page. Okay, so argument one for why your resume should be one page is you only have six seconds. That is how long the average resume is looked at. So let, let's count that, Chris. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's how long your resume is going to be looked at. You don't, you don't have time for multiple pages. You have to get to the point in a very concise way. And, and one of the biggest issues that I think job seekers make is they expect the hiring manager or the recruiter to do the work for them. They expect that that person to try to figure out their story, to try to figure out what they want, to read through lots of information to figure out if this is the right candidate for the job. And they're not going to do that. You need to make it really easy for them to figure out if you are the right candidate for that job. And even kind of strengthening that point around you only have six seconds is we know that the average corporate job has 250 applicants. And only about 2% of those get contacted for an interview. So that, that's four, five, maybe six people get contacted for an interview. So, you know, your resume really is a, a marketing exercise. And Lisa mentioned this too. It's, it's a marketing exercise and it is your chance to get past that first step in order to get that job you want. It, it is not everything, right? It's getting past that first step. So argument one, you only have six seconds. Argument two is your resume really is the first indicator of your ability to tell your story in a concise and effective way. I'm a big believer that uh, how you represent yourself shows how you're going to represent a company. So if you are really lengthy with how you tell a story or how you describe your work experience, you're going to lose me. I, I'm not going to take the time and the typical recruiter or hiring manager is not going to take the time to stay on that journey with you. You really need to show them that you know how to edit your story, edit your experience in order to amplify what's important, right? So in order to connect what you've done with the job that you have applied for. 
Okay. And then my third argument, why your resume should be one page is it really needs to be tailored to the position that you're applying for. Your resume is not your life story. It's not your entire career story. You do not need to include every job you've ever had on your resume. And you do not need to include all the details, all your responsibilities for every job you've ever had on your resume. Your resume is your chance to specifically tailor your experience to the job that you're applying for. And one of the most important ways that you can do that is using keywords, right? So looking at that job description and figuring out what really matters and then making sure that wherever possible, you're using those keywords in your resume. So again, and I got, I got lots more to this, Chris, but your resume needs to be one page. You are sending the wrong message if you have more than a one page resume. And frankly, it's not going to get read. Fantastic. Everyone give Marin a round of applause for her opening yeah. statement. They're both not getting paid to do this. This is out of like their own goodness of their hearts. So they really, really, I really appreciate both of them. Lisa, thank you so much for being here today as well. Please give your opening statement and why you believe that resumes should be as long as they need to be. So, well, I'm the one reading them. So I am willing to go past one page. Um, lots and lots of us, lots of different beliefs, lots of different uh, factors there. Um, I've had the opportunity to use all of the tools, the AI tools, the machine learning software. And then I've also been in, in roles where I've had none of those tools, true bare bones startups. Um, we're in a peak hiring cycle in Austin's technology scene, uh, and it's continuing to evolve again. Uh, there are tons of jobs, but lots of people want them. Um, there are some of the things that are changing is that right now diversity matters to companies more than it ever has in the past. We have to look and hire differently with that in mind now. Um, one of the other big changes are that coding boot camps are changing the candidate demographics. I've got folks with uh, experience and it's good relevant experience, but not necessarily in coding. And they have to show both of those things for me for some of the jobs uh, that, that are being hired for in Austin right now. Um, one of the other factors are that people are very safely job hopping more than ever before. And by that, I mean, it's not a big red flag when people job hop anymore. They know they can go from, uh, from job to job in one and two years without repercussion or without, you know, eye twitching, um, from the hiring folks. Uh, and the employee experience is becoming more important, uh, again, thankfully the ghosting issue is very real. So I need help getting to know you as, as humans too. Um, therefore, I think a resume should be as long as it takes to tell the story. I need to include projects and the tools that you use and the successes and the metrics um, and, and highlight them. It's about content, not size. Um, I've seen plenty of bad one-page resumes. Uh, think about, you know, I'm not suggesting you need to get a certain X number of words in or X number of pages in to make it right. That makes me think of the seventh grade book report where, you know, you have to get in five pages. And so the kids are putting in, you know, and, and the book was called To Kill a Mockingbird because To Kill a Mockingbird was the name of the book, right? <laughs> I don't need that. I need real content. And if you don't have enough content to take up the pages, then don't. But when we talk about the six seconds, let's give us a little more credit than that. The six second thing is real, but that's the first impression. You've got six seconds for us to get a first impression that says, 
um, we don't, we're not going to immediately disqualify you, then we're going to read beyond that. If you catch us in that six seconds, we'll read beyond that. Roughly 70% of the applicants, of those 250 applicants uh, that were referred to, roughly 70% of them are screened out within that six seconds. So you better have some weight for me to move beyond that, to, for me to move beyond 10 seconds. <coughs> relevant enough to me that it's valuable enough for me to spend more than those six seconds on you too. Um, I do think people, people are capable of holding organized thoughts across more than one page. Um, that life is more than an outline. Um, and as far as tailoring a, a single page resume to a specific position, gosh, wouldn't that be nice? I really wish that life works that way. Um, Everyone knows to put the keywords in. The keywords are at the top of your resume. They're embedded in your resume. Everyone knows to throw those in there. So those are already happening. Um, I need more than that. And if you can get, it, can get it in one page, please only put it in one page. You don't need to read for the sake of reading. Fantastic. Lisa, thank you so much. Everyone give Lisa a round of applause for her opening statement. All right, so we have the first rebuttal. That's the next part of this section here. Um, at this point, it does go back to Marin. Uh, Marin, I'll ask you to rebut the argument of the opposing party. Each person, um, and if you haven't caught on by now, once you've reached the one minute mark, I'm gonna pull up my iPhone, you can see that. Um, but you have three seconds max to state your point or rebut the argument. Uh, don't feel like you need to take the entire three minutes here, but you do have it. So first goes to Marin. What is your response to Lisa? Yeah, I think Lisa made some interesting points, and certainly she, certainly she has a lot of credibility in the world of, of HR. So, so I, I certainly listened to her arguments. Um, you know, and, and Lisa said she will spend more than six seconds on a resume, but do you want to take the chance and hope that you get Lisa looking at your resume? Or do you want to look at the facts and look at the data that shows the average recruiter or HR manager or hiring manager is going to spend six seconds. Lisa may spend longer, but the facts show six seconds is the average. So that's, that's my first concern with, with Lisa's argument. Um, my, my second concern with it is, uh, you know, Lisa said, take as long as you need. Um, a one-page resume gives you about 500 words. I have in all the resumes I have worked on, I have never come across a resume that I couldn't get to one page and it was way better at one page than it was at two or three pages. So my, my rebuttal to what Lisa said, take as long as you need, you don't need more than 500 words. Thank you so much, Marin. At this point, Lisa, I will ask you to respond to that. Sure. So again, what I'm saying is, and you're right, there's some low-hanging fruit in every profession, and that includes recruiting. Um, what I'm saying, though, again, though, is that you have to catch attention in six seconds. Um, if the recruiter moves forward with that resume, what do you think happens to it after six seconds? It does not destruct. It moves on to the next place, in which point someone else is going to read further. That hiring manager the, you know, again, I've been on, on kind of all the angles of recruiting and hiring as a recruiting firm professional. Um, I need to understand more about the human being than six seconds because I then have to go use that piece of collateral to sell my product, right? Let's face it, that's what recruiting is. Um, 
And so I would need more information than what I could capture in six seconds. And, and before I'd, I'd get to a deep dive interview, the hiring manager is going to want more information. <clears throat> so we do have the next part of the debate here, which is the second rebuttal. It goes back to Marin. You have the chance to respond back to Lisa. The only difference between this one is there's able to, you're able to interrupt the other party. Like you don't have to stop. And uh, there can be some back and forth, which is actually what I would encourage here. Marin, please respond. Yeah. And yes, I, I, I'd love to. Thank you. You know, and I, I think what Lisa said about want, wanting more depth, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to challenge her on that because you can have plenty of depth in one page and you're going to send the right message about who you are. If, if you do a, an effective one-page resume that tells your story well, that is going to be much more compelling than a multi-page resume. And again, the resume is the first step, right? Do that well, and then let's look at the other tools that you can use in the actual interview that are going to set you apart even further. I have no argument. If someone can put together a really great, solid resume that tells the whole story in one page, more power to them. What I'm saying is I very rarely get, you know, once you've gotten over, uh, um, and it's not even a years of experience thing necessarily. Sometimes people uh, shift what they do. An engineer who's got some solid development and design experience can move into a client facing role or have that interest. Now I need to hear more than one story, the depth of their, their technology skill, as well as the uh, the breadth and capability and some of their, their positive stories of that client facing success, right? And so it could be just a, a uh, and that's one example of what could be an evolving career that the evolution of the career makes more sense to see in, in uh, more than one page. I, I think this is where people make mistakes though, Lisa. So I, I work with a lot of people with 20 plus years of experience who come to me with a two or three page resume. And what they've done is they have put, all the jobs back from when you know they started out of undergrad and they've showed the whole journey instead of for example putting the most relevant jobs with more detail and including some of the previous jobs as just one liners right with the company name the job title and perhaps the, you know the years that you were there that's a way to pay honor to the fact that you have had many past positions but you don't need to have a, a bullet point section for each past role. I'd, I would argue for people with extensive experience, that's a much better way to do a resume. Uh, if you've had multiple roles that, you know, you're, you're thinking maybe there is some relevance to the role that, that I've applied to. The well, recruiter can ask questions, right? This, this isn't supposed to be every single detail. That's the point of the interview. Right. And I certainly wouldn't want to see a, a six page, 20 year resume with every detail, every success, every bullet, every um, yeah. you know, metric that they've ever measured in their career. I just still feel strongly that sometimes the story is longer than the single page that, that you feel that they can tell it on. Yeah. With the exception of the, you know, cause like I said at the beginning, 99% of resumes should be uh, one page. The exception that I'll make to that is in academia. So I, I teach at a university. And um, so I do see resumes in the space of people with, with PhDs, extensive publishing, um, extensive research experience and the hiring decisions in that space are made based on the extent of your publishing and research experience. And you cannot fit that on one page, but I have Outside of that, I have never seen a resume 
that was two or three pages that I couldn't make better into one page. I, I'd love to see one. That would actually be kind of a fun challenge. Um, anyone have a resume out there? Yeah, um, that I would just like some more content and some meat on. And so it's easier for me to flip that script the other way, honestly. And I agree. And, and let me say again, that a three-page resume is unnecessary. Yeah, I, I think a two-page resume is unnecessary. I, I think I, I just think the issue that we have is people struggle struggle to edit themselves, and that's why we have companies like Let's Eat Grandma, right? So we have companies that are great at resume writing who can help people who struggle to condense their story into one page. Get one minute warning. Continue, please. And then those resumes make their way to me and I'm looking for more content, right? And so, and it does. You're right that there is there are uh, different. Um, industries and areas that maybe it makes more sense and less sense to have a longer uh, a longer resume or a shorter resume perhaps in technology there's uh, you know the need is driven a little bit further um, I've struggled with a number of one-page resumes and let's face it if they can't get past the if there's not enough content to get through me where do we go with that yeah I, I also think we can get more creative right so have we looked at the spacing? Have we looked at margins? Have we looked at how the bullets are being treated, right? So, I, you know, there are creative things that you can do to, to more effectively use that one page that you have. I don't need my candidates to be sweating that. I think it's not I'm, a sweat. I think those are, those are easy things to do, but people just, people don't do. And so. They, All right. That, that's time. That's time. Thank you. I feel like uh, I know just coincidentally. Um, I feel like I'm one of those uh, news anchors right now. I feel really cool right now. I don't know how it feels on y'all's end, but I truly do appreciate both of you being here. Let's give them a round of applause. This is not easy to do. Hey guys, just want to take a quick pause here to talk about an opportunity for all of you to engage on LinkedIn and boost your job search. Go to your LinkedIn and share your favorite episode and tag me in that post. This month, I'm choosing my favorite posts and selecting one person to help with their resume and their job search. I'll give you a personal video call and some tools necessary to land that dream job. Just go on LinkedIn, share your favorite episode and tag me. Let me know why it's your favorite episode. Heck, I'll probably comment no matter what. I'm Chris Villanueva, CPRW. I'll post my LinkedIn in the description so you can follow me. All right, that's it for now. Unpause and enjoy the rest of the episode. I don't don't think any sort of debate in the resume resume world's ever been done. So we're making history here. Um, Q and A from the audience. This is an exciting part. The audience from the Austin Job Seekers Meetup group has the opportunity to clarify or ask any questions in regards to length, relevance, any of the things that have been addressed here. Um, audience members, please choose your particular person to address this question, um, and the other person has the opportunity to answer as well. But just for the sake of specificity, try to pick one person. Um, who would like to be a brave volunteer or who has questions? Please. The best way to write a resume is to use the keywords that is in the job posting. But I, I start to look for a job because I'm ending my MBA. And I noticed that a lot of companies have a huge pause with their activities. And then this is what you're going to do in the job. And then this is the preference skills. And then this is what I need. So there are long posts. How I condense like one resume in such a, such a cute post with keywords. Yeah. 
I think it's I think it's a great question. A couple of things I want to encourage you to, to think about, right? So um, first off, look at the job description in terms of which which keywords are repeated, right? So you know which which phrases, whether it's consumer experience, you know, whether it's marketing, sales, whatever the keywords are in, in business, right, that you're seeing repeated multiple times, those are gonna those are gonna be more important. So you're gonna focus more on those. Also look at how the job description is written, right? And so let's say there are 12 bullet points in the job description. I'm going to argue that the bullet points that you're going to see closer to the top of the job description are going to be more important to hit on than, for example, the last bullet point that you're going to see in the job description. So you are, you are going to have to do some prioritization in terms of, of which things do you actually have the experience that you can talk about and, you know, which things are the most impactful for you to hit on in your resume? Lisa, do you have a response uh, to the question or anything to Marin has said? It's the old keywords uh, story. Um, and you're exactly right. You can put a million keywords in your resume. If I can't tell where you've used those tools or that software, that language, um, it's going to look like you did a keyword dump on your resume. <laughs> encourage you to embed those keywords into the body where you've actually used those tools um, instead of making it look like a keyword guide on the top or the bottom of your resume. Definitely. So, so that's really my, my two cents on the keyword story. Those, uh, those are typically in there for um, what I'll call either the low hanging fruit recruiting, right? The recruiters who are truly just doing the six second pass and looking for those keywords. Okay. Yep. You made that cut. Um, or for the machine learning or the software tools that are doing keyword searching. And yep, okay, you made that cut and it's set aside. And then someone else is going to look at that resume and try and figure out, did you actually use those things? Um, Fun facts. Uh, Most white men will apply to jobs where they fit about 20% of the criteria for that job. (laughs) Whereas women and people of underrepresented groups will tend to only apply to jobs where they fit 70% or more of the criteria for that job. So those who fall in that second category, I encourage you to not overthink those air quote that you can't see because of my black box up there. Uh, words. Um, Try not to let that get in the way of, uh, of you applying for jobs. Uh, make sure your resume reads what you do and what you're capable of, and uh, they'll find you. Can I can I add something to that, Chris? Thank you. Um, so you know, we, I know we are focused on resumes in this discussion, but you know, as the woman in the back of the room was talking, the, the other thought that was coming to my mind is, and you've heard me say this before, Chris. Only applying online, in my opinion, is as good as putting your resume in the garbage. That is one of many steps that you should take if you actually want to stand out and truly be considered for the job. And I know that's another podcast, but I want to challenge you to, to think about going after a job as much more than just applying online with a fantastic resume. I was just saying, I wouldn't call it garbage, but really close to that. It's like you're, it's like you're trying to make a flower grow and all you've done is shove a seed in the dirt. Yeah. So yeah. Got water. You've also <laughs> got to make sure it gets sunshine. You've also got right. Fantastic. Um, thank you for the responses. One thing I'm getting away from this debate, it's much further than how long should your resume be. This we're drawing in things like relevance, things like how do you capture people's attention? And I knew this debate would turn into that. So um, I really appreciate everything so far. Do we have any other questions from the audience? 
Can you just briefly touch on what those other tools are? So what else should you be doing other than just having a great resume? Is that what the question is? So what I'm doing is like reaching out on LinkedIn, finding out who else works there, mining connections. Is that what you mean? Or is there something further that I can do? Yeah, there's, there's a lot that you can do. And I actually, I'm just pulling up my book here. I have a visual in my book that I think is really helpful to bring this to light. I'm going to try to find the page, but oh yeah, here. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you can see this, Chris, if you guys can see this visual in the room, can you see that? Yes. I talk a lot in my book about the five steps that you should follow to land your dream job. And you can see here, step one is build your brand. So that's a lot of things. I've got a couple chapters in the book that I talk about how to build your brand, but you know, that's, that's how you tell your story, right? So if Chris, I'm sure at one of your, you know, your um, sessions there in Austin, you guys have, you guys have talked about doing a personal introduction, right? Whether it's in an interview, whether it's at a networking event, getting really good at that, right? Is, is it really important skill in ultimately landing your dream job, how you represent yourself in person, right? So what you're wearing, how together you are, are you well-groomed, right? Those things, um, how you come across online. I spend a lot of time reviewing LinkedIn profiles and um, I, I hardly ever see one that I think right out of the gates is a winner because there's so much that people aren't doing right on LinkedIn. Um, and that's another podcast. Um, but those are a couple examples of, of building your brand. Uh, that's step one. Step two is leveraging your network, right? So, you know, it's not just about applying online. Who do you know? who is connected to that company, right? Or who can you actually reach out to who is connected to that company, right? So don't just apply online and think that miraculously you're going to get called. Submit the application. And even if you know no one at the company, reach out to them on LinkedIn. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Nothing, right? That's just a quick example. Step three is create your portfolio. And here's where I talk a lot about and we've talked about this, Chris, a lot, right? It's more than just a resume, right? What about a 30, 60, 90 day plan? What about a suitability map? What about a letter of recommendation? What about a visual resume? There's, there are lots of tools that can go in your portfolio that are going to help you get that job. Okay, something to think about. And then step four is submit your application online. And then step five is actually nail the interview. And that's a whole other skill set, which, you know, Chris, you and I have, you and I have definitely talked about too. Sorry, but that's a big... I'm, I'm really passionate about this, you guys. It's about so much more than, yes, you've got to have a great resume, but ultimately you're trying to get a job and getting the job is about so much more than just having a great resume. Fantastic. Thank you, Marin. Lisa, do you have any words of advice for Phil or anyone with a similar question? Well, that's exactly right. It, it's all the, I mean, do you want me to repeat my five steps that sound exactly the same? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's it. You got to you got to do all of the angles. You've got to attend the networking events. You've got to get out there, be human, be public, present yourself well, understand your story, understand your strengths, be able to lead with them. Um, in fact, I do a uh, in conjunction with a couple of other groups, including yourselves, um, we do an entire you know multi hour presentation on helping people prep, uh, you know, get ready to get hired, um, and prep for for exactly that incorporating all of those same components. Absolutely. Well, this concludes the back and forth and the Q&A section for the debate here. The final part before we hear about both of you awesome individuals is the concluding remarks. 
So here's your last chance to argue to the world because it's more than just this room that's going to hear um, how long a resume should be. You may reaffirm your opening remarks while addressing some of the other, the other points that were made by your opponent. But just long story short, just uh, conclude what you said uh, during the debate. You have three minutes max. We'll start with Marin. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't need three minutes. I think I've given you guys plenty of reasons why your resume needs to be one page. You are sending the wrong message about your ability to concisely communicate your background and how it aligns with the job if your resume is more than one page. And, and statistics show your resume is not going to get considered for more than six seconds. So get to the point, right? Stand out quickly and, and align yourself with that position. One page is all you need. All right, Lisa, your concluding remarks. Indeed, stand out quickly so that I can uh, have a reason to read further and understand a little bit more about you. When I'm looking in a sea of, of you know, those 200 and something resumes, it's very easy for me to screen out the first 70%. But if I'm left with another uh, chunk of resumes that are all one page, ha it's a little bit harder to stand out. So ensure that whatever content you have is good content, whether it's one page or two pages, just make sure you've got the right content and it. it's telling the story that you want to tell about yourself and need to tell to get that job. You know, the thing I will say about both of you is you have not rambled one time this entire podcast. So I really appreciate both of you. Let's give you a round of applause. I mean, this whole, this whole thing was about relevance and keeping things as concise as they need to be. And I think both of you did a fantastic job doing just that, arguing your points. Um, I'm not here, and none of us really are here to say who's right, who's wrong. Um, you can do that in yourself, in your heads after this. Um, but, but really, this was really uh, to just stimulate a really good conversation about how to write a good resume for ourselves. And I think both of you did a fantastic job. So um, since we started with Marin uh, earlier, we'll start with Lisa this time, but I just want to hear more about what you're up to and um, how people can find out more about you. Uh, well, I have, as I mentioned, run human resources with a focus on, on high growth staffing and culture for the last 25 years, primarily in Austin startup technology uh, companies. I am head of HR and uh, talent for a company called data.world uh, here in Austin now. We are also in high growth mode. We went from 30 to 60 employees last year and we'll be uh, growing again by at least 50% this year. This is a company that was founded by some incredibly successful entrepreneurs, including the founder of Metrics and Bizarre Voice more recently. Um, and so where I say very regularly that, that going to a startup company is like rolling the dice, I also say that our dice are loaded at data.world. And so if you are in the Austin area uh, and looking to hear more about some of the, the cool kids in town and startup companies, feel free to give me a shout. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn or through our website at data.world. Fantastic. And I will put both of those links in the description of the podcast episode. Um, and I'll probably email it out to everyone here attending this meetup here. Uh, if you do have longer than a one-page resume, you know it's okay to send to Lisa. So, um, <laughs> perfect. Marin, 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 do not go above one page. I think we know that. Um, that is a truth. Now, let's hear about Marin. Marin, what are you up to and how can people find out more about you? 
Yeah, so I, I run Made to Hire, as we talked about earlier. So uh, check me out on madetohire.com or follow me on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with, with um, your podcast listeners and your guests there in Austin. I also have a pretty avid Instagram page, which is at Made to Hire. And really, you know, my, my focus with Made to Hire is helping people get hired, right? So that, that's what I do day in and day out. And, and everyone from, again, you know, students and early professionals to um, just incredibly accomplished people with, you know, extensive work experience. And, you know, I, I do do some one-on-one work with people, but usually the main way that people um, benefit from, from my methods is they either read my book, which you can find out about on my website, um, or they take my online course. And, um, you know, that's six hours of, of everything you need to know to land your dream job. And, and both the book and the online course are less than $15. My, my thing with, with those tools is I want any job seeker who needs help, I want my resources to be accessible. Fantastic. Thank you, Marin. And for those of you listening, I'll also include those links in the podcast and I'll send them out to the meetup group as well. So Thank you so much to both of you, Marin and Lisa, for doing this debate. It's not easy to do. Let's give them one last loud Austin round of applause. Okay. Okay. So this concludes our 119th episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. Such great insights from two amazing individuals. Do you think your resume should be one page? Do you think it should be longer? How about you decide?